Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck. And welcome to episode 203 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the second episode of May 2017, and I am joined here by my good friends Rachel Cook. Hi. And Gretchen Brooks. Hi. And this episode, we're just going to kind of cover a few different things that have been going on. This is more of a hangout episode, but not an official yak attack, so we're going to keep it clean for the kiddos. But uh, a couple things have been going on. One of the things I wanted to cover was Gretchen and I went to go see Colossal. That was amazing. So we are going to talk about Colossal. Mm -hmm. And we are also going to talk a little bit about her trip to Japan, which just happened, which hopefully was also amazing. It was amazing. Okay. (laughs) It's really fun. Uh, And then, you know, some generic Godzilla stuff happening and kind of go over some news and some catastrophic events. And yeah, should just be a fun time to hang out. Uh, I think we should play a trailer, though. I've been really kind of liking the whole trailer thing. Uh, We played King Kong Escapes recently, so I think, actually, we should probably play a trailer for Monster Zero. Yeah, sounds good. Now, giant entertainment, giant terror, Monster Zero. Do you see anything? From a planet 50 million miles beyond the stars came a strange message. Lend us your Rodan and Godzilla to fight our Monster Zero. Earth answered, and the most dreaded creatures ever to walk our planet are lifted into outer space. The stage is set for the mightiest battle ever seen by the universe in Monster Zero. All forces on Earth ready to attack... What started out as a call for help from space turns into a nightmare of terror on Earth, Monster Zero. You'll see all of their terrifying battle to the death when you come to the greatest monster movie ever made, Monster Zero.
I just looked at the news and I think I'm in shock. A giant monster just materialized over Seoul. That happened like nine hours ago. You're just hearing about this. What have you been doing all day? You ever notice how it just keeps destroying everything in its path, but it never looks down? It's like it's being operated by remote control. <laughs> Gloria, you gotta see this. It's dancing. It's dancing like... Holy sh... Okay, so what was that? Last month, we went to go see Colossal at the Hollywood Theater. Yeah, it was the weekend right before I left for Japan. So, yeah. Yeah, and it was, uh, I wasn't expecting much, right? So that's a movie. I thought it was going to be a comedy. It was sort of a comedy, dark comedy. I mean, certain parts were funny. No, I'm getting this face (laughs) from Gretchen that says I'm way wrong on this. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I thought it was, I did think that there were definitely funny parts. And I mean, more funny parts than would be in a non-comedy movie. Agreed. Okay, so that's right. I'm bullying everybody into my perspective here. <laughs> I feel gaslit. No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, my God. <laughs> Colossal was a movie about a young man trying to prove his love for a young lady. No. <laughs> no, it was definitely not. So Colossal, I don't even know how to really describe this movie. Essentially, this woman is a train wreck and she's drinking every night. She can't really keep a job. And in order to sort of reset herself, she goes back home to her hometown and uh, not hooks up in a relationship way, but hook up, hooks up friendly way, sort of getting a job way with her old friend who runs a bar, which is great because she's an alcoholic. Perfect. And uh, <laughs> And during one of her drunken episodes... Uh, a monster appears in Korea. Now, she is not in Korea. They are somewhere in the United States. And then, um, and so the, there's a little bit of a discovery, like why is this monster attacking and then disappearing and what's going on here? So that part's really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reveal there is interesting. I won't go into it if you want to see it. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. We had a great time watching it. Yeah, it was, um, Anne Hathaway was was surprising in this role. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, I I like Anne Hathaway as an actress, so yeah. it was kind of cool to see her. I mean, for lack of a better term, in such an indie role that mm-hmm. happened to feature a giant monster. So I'm not going to tell everybody the whole plot of the movie, but what I would like to talk about a little bit is, is this a kaiju film? Ooh, that's, you know, with me and my thoughts about kaiju films. So like, actually, yeah, that's a good point. I'm we should. A, I'm like a bad guy on the kaiju stuff. Because <laughs> I, I think that kaiju films are only related by the fact that there's people in the suits. So that to me is, that's what makes it kaiju. Mm. As opposed to um, like a CGI monster. Hmm. I get that those are giant monsters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, those cool, that's, giant, that's a giant monster film. But to me, like a definitive kaiju film is somebody that's in the suit for real. Someone has to be in a suit. Yeah. Motion capture does not work. No. Okay. So those are the rules. If Gretchen (laughs) is doing her own podcast, no Godzilla 2014, no Pacific Rim. But they're still Godzilla Mm -hmm. films. And they're still like, those are good monster films. But they're not kaiju films. They're not kaiju films. Now, you know... in. In terms of Pacific Rim, yeah. I would actually sort of agree 
it's less of a kaiju film totally. and more of a you know sort of giant mech you know teamwork and film. that's why they call yeah, them kaiju because they were like oh this is a homage to big monsters exactly they called them yeah. That, right yeah uh, del toro loves giant monsters and so he wanted to include mm-hmm. them in his movie which i wholeheartedly agree with and of course because there are literal kaiju literal yeah. kaiju in that film we definitely covered it mm-hmm. colossal <laughs> however not Amazing, a kaiju yeah. film but a great film really fun to experience like it is not a kaiju film in the terms that I couch kaiju films in either, obviously. So it was way more emotional. Sure. sure. Human, the human element. The human mm-hmm. element is the absolute center stage of this film. It just happens to have a kaiju in it. That's sort of what I was going to say is that yeah. it is a dark comedy, dark dramedy. Yeah. Dark dramedy with a kaiju element. Totally. Mm-hmm. So I don't consider it a kaiju film, but I do consider it a good movie and totally worth checking out. I mean, even though this is not a movie about giant monsters. Don't go for a good time, for a feel good time, (laughs) like emotionally. (laughs) Don't walk into this going, this is going to be a happy, joyous film. It is not. It is not. It's a it's a bit depressing and it gets dark. <laughs> like, there are really some moments dark. of like some fist fights and we were like, whoa, what just happened in this film? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Colossal is was it sort of in a limited run came to Portland in a couple of different theaters. Mm-hmm. So I was glad that I could check it out. If you have not checked out Colossal. I'm assuming that it may be playing still in some cities, but honestly, I mean. I would just wait till it comes out on DVD. If you don't have it appearing in your, you know, one of your theaters soon or right now, mm-hmm. you could totally wait to see this on DVD. Yeah, or streaming or whatever. Totally. Sure. The home video market. That's really right. what I meant. But yeah, totally. No, I mean, it was fun, though. I'm glad we glad we did it. And shout out to Quinn, who also joined us for that screening. Oh, yeah. Now, have you heard anything about Colossal, Rachel? Um, all I really heard about it was that I heard it was had like a real psychological element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was intriguing to me um, that, yeah, I, I really don't know hardly anything. I mean, I've seen just a few images online about it yeah. and I heard it kind of had a psychological element and that was really it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it was pretty minimal what I heard. And so it was, you know, Gretchen and I talked about it a little bit after Gretchen watched it. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, curious but it wasn't something that i had heard about and went oh my gosh i have to see that right it went oh you know i'll check that out when it's on netflix kind of a thing totally. sure yeah and almost more not more importantly or more interestingly than the movie itself i remember the build-up to this movie uh in the news like it hmm. was like oh this guy nacho vigilando is going to do a Godzilla versus Optimus Prime movie. It's like those were the what? the creatures. He actually had those really? those characters on his sell sheet or his, you oh know, promo gosh. materials when he was trying to sell the film. You know I wow. you know why? Why? Yes. Think about like the way those two they're the two Ah, oh, get it. <laughs> yep, two mainstream <laughs> icons. Yeah, so he I mean Well, but, I get like why because of them after seeing what their two what the kaiju's look like, I'm like, "Okay, yeah." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, actually, okay, here's something for you, Rachel. Mm-hmm. The monster in Colossal, the kaiju <laughs> in Colossal. Yeah. His face totally looked like Pigmon. He does. <gasps> really? He's got a big frown. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's grumpy. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Yeah. 
So I think we did actually mention that at some point during the night. That's great. Yeah. So this guy actually put that stuff on the promo. I actually think it's brilliant in a sense because he ended up getting national attention from the newswire because Toho is like, "Mm -mm, oh, no, you are not going to make a Godzilla movie. (laughs) And so they slapped him with the C&D, which, of course, made news, made headlines for like the Hollywood Reporter and Variety and stuff like that. Marketing, right? Exactly. So in a sense, Uh. at at first I was like, wow, this guy's a dumbass. Right. But then now I'm thinking he's probably smarter than he looks. Mm, There's no bad marketing. It's probably smarter than his name would lead me to believe. So (laughs) I would just high five him if I saw him in person. I mean, he he pulled it off. I mean, at first I was like, this guy's getting shut down hard. Right. Mm -hmm. But no, he got to make his movie. Wow. And it's good. It's good. Well, you're saying the psychological element. Definitely. um, There were that idea of that. You you don't really your perceptions of your childhood are always kind of skewed as you get to be an adult. Mm, mm-hmm. So that definitely played into it, I feel like. So mm-hmm. as part of the psychological oh, okay. element. Okay. We were talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest, the, the movie has a little bit of a weird kind of story twist. So it wasn't that really a twist, but the sort of reveal yeah. at the end of the movie was cool, but it was also kind of confusing. <laughs> it was also confusing as to how the monsters happened at first. Sure. That actually, I kind of like that. They never even really trying to explain it. No, it's, it's very like, <laughs> it's very whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. Good movie. Definitely worth a watch. Definitely not a kaiju movie. I probably will not be including it in the Daikaiju discussion round two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see any need to do that. As I've been doing through this episode, I do suggest people go check it out if they just want a good, solid movie with a good story. Because I thought that was a great mm-hmm. story, even though it was dark. Yeah. So that is what Gretchen and I did somewhat recently. Rachel, have you had what? any giant monster experiences in the recent <laughs> uh, past or well, near future? I can't see. I'm going to say near future because um, sitting at my house rented from Gamefly is The Last Guardian. Um, video game, which has essentially a kaiju in it. It's a giant creature that is kind of looks like a half dog, half bird. And it's really gorgeous looking game. Um, it's like a puppy griffin, right? Yeah, 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 totally. And this game has been anticipated for many years now. They've been working on it. They had kind of hinted at that they were working on it initially and, um, talked about it and it's the creators of, um, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus Ooh. that made this game. And Shadow of the Colossus, if you guys have not played it, it's incredible. Cool I'm sure you've probably mentioned it at some point. Oh, on the I podcast. have not played it, but yeah, for the but listeners to know, amazing. Shadow of the Colossus is, yeah. is really cool looking. It's like a, it's a kaiju, uh, game basically. Basically. There's giant, each, the whole point of the game is just defeating these giant monsters in the game. So and who did the soundtrack? Amazing. Um, oh, snap. Um, Ko Otani from yes. the Gamera series. Exactly. And the yeah. composer of GMK's oh, score. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is so amazing. And these games look beautiful. So Last Guardian's kind of the last of essentially the trilogy where they all kind of tie together. Sort of, it's all really vague storytelling that mm-hmm. you can kind of create your own idea of what's actually happening. Um, but it's just beautiful and the wonderful stories in these games. And 
And um, and this newest one, I've played the demo for it and mm. where there's some puzzle elements to it where you're kind of figuring out how to get to from one spot to another spot in the game. And at one point, I know like you are like falling and the and you think that you're going to die. Mm. But then the big creature in this reaches down and grabs you with his claw and picks you up and. Like, I think he grabs you with your, actually, maybe he grabs you with his mouth and kind of tosses you up. I don't know. It's amazing where you're just like, oh, he like saves you and it has such a good feeling to it. And I think this creature is just setting you up for lots of tears, hopefully happy ones. But he's <laughs> hopefully like happy super ones. Super adorable. <laughs> and you're just like already pulls on your heartstrings just playing through the demo. So. I'm I'm hoping for a good experience with it. We'll we'll see how it all plays out. Um yeah. but it's been anticipated for a long time, so I think they really tried to come out with something good. So Yeah, I'm not even a gamer see. and I've seen lots of things about The Last Guardian. The Last Guardian. The Last yeah. Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it yeah. looks super cool. Yeah. I haven't played a we'll demo. Mm-hmm. I should probably download the demo. Then, then I'll be like, yeah. I should probably buy the game. Yeah, well, the game's on sale uh-huh. right now on Amazon. I'm saying, <laughs> thanks, Christian. <There> you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Just what I need. Right here yeah. you go. More money out of my wallet. Yep. <laughs> thanks. First it was Japan. <laughs> then it was the <laughs> yeah. The, another video game that was just released or no it's not coming it's out coming yet out it's coming december out december 31st yeah december 31st um is gretchen and i were talking about nuno kuni and yeah. they're coming out with the second one it's a and studio ghibli release um film like not film game game yeah, oh. video game that they mm-hmm. they create they design all of the creatures in it and literally like the first one is comparable to a pokemon game where you're trying to catch creatures yeah. um and you battle creatures but i would say that in my opinion, not to say anything negative about the Pokemon games, I never really played them, but um, but this one's a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah, it seems like the, the storyline seems a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. It goes more in depth, I would say, than the Pokemon games, where that's not all there is to the game, um, where you go to different lands and you ca- capture different creatures, but there's also a story going throughout. Hmm. Um, and it's it's um, pretty awesome, the, the first game. It's a huge game. I know I never even finished it. No, I didn't um, either, and I don't. I don't hmm. remember if even Brian the Nino Cooney, the first I one. I've never yeah. seen this game. It played I've never it, heard PlayStation about it. Three. It was um, it was a big deal because it was a studio. Ghibli did all the art for it, right? And mm-hmm. so it has that kind of feel, and it's really it's beautiful and like magical game. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's about a witch. Um, the Nino Cooney White Witch is the first sto- story, and the mm-hmm. one that's coming out in December is called Nino Cooney Revenant Kingdom. Yeah, so I have never seen this game before. It sounds awesome, You should put the trailer on there. Yeah, let's listen to that right now. Okay. Well, Evan, what now? A quiet life in the mountains might not be such a bad idea, you know. No. I've made up my mind. the taxes sixfold we've no need of love do you not agree uh, my inventions will change the world <laughs> what do you think you're doing 
You'll take my little darlings with you, of course. So this comes out at the end, at the end of the year. Yeah. But yeah, the first one's already been out for years now. Yeah, it's not even out for the PlayStation 4. What? Dude, that was awesome. Okay, yeah. so uh, we don't talk about Studio Ghibli too much on this podcast, but basically, I am a fan of Studio Ghibli movies. I have not seen them all, but for the most part, I like the more fantastical movies like... Pompoko is my favorite of Aww. all the films. I mean, it's dorky. <laughs> Mine's but The Cat Returns. Sure. The Cat Returns, I have seen once, but like, you know, obviously everybody loves Totoro. Oh, yeah. Everybody mm -hmm. loves Bearded Away. Bearded Away. I yeah. love those movies. Uh, but yeah, Princess Mononoke and Pompoko are probably my top two Ghibli films. I mean, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that I think if you love Godzilla movies and you've never branched out into other Japanese cinema, Japanese experiences or, you know, shows or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like Studio Ghibli is a perfect way to sort of introduce someone to that because they're all yeah. like super high quality films yes. and just a really great stuff. I did not know that they made a video game and that is awesome. I should totally check out the first one, right? Yeah, oh, do yeah. you have a PlayStation 3 still? No, I just have the 4. So it, the first game hasn't been re-released to the PlayStation 4. Okay. Okay. That's so what I'm to know. hoping to know. for. Well, maybe they'll do like a reissue demo thing or right, something. Right, or a downloadable content sure. kind of style. Buy game two, get game one for the PlayStation 4 for right. less money. I don't know. I don't know if I want to invest a whole ton into it, but it looks it's, really awesome. It's pretty. It's pretty fun game. It's sad. The first one's about like he loses his mother and like there's an alternate reality and he has to go through and find okay. um, his mother's soul on the other side. Because he's missed his mother so much, Aww. and it's there's all the story about the witch, and that it's actually pretty sounds cool. really awesome. Though. It was really really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is the Ni no Kuni Two Revenant Kingdom. Look for that in December. I'll include some links in the show notes to some oh. of these videos and stuff like that. Speaking of games, though, mm -hmm. this is tangentially related to the Kaiju Cast stuff. I have been attempting to play a game called Neo. Oh yeah. It's freaking really hard. Is yeah. that that's the one about the puzzle one where you're walking through, right? Mm. Oh, that's Nero. Sorry. No, this one is you play you play a white guy, which is weird, right? So the, <laughs> like it, a white it actually, guy named Neo. It really mm. it really bothered me. I don't know if that's his name. That, I, I don't really say. pay attention to the stories in these games, but uh he is he escapes from some prison and then gets stranded on an island. Filled with demons. Whoa. And so he has to. Oh, that's the Japanese yokai yeah, game that you're playing? Yeah. That thing is badass. So I mean, it looks mm. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. You could okay. say badass. Um, so it looks gorgeous and it is very difficult. Like, I am not a gamer. Mm -hmm. People know that about me. I'm not a gamer, yeah. but I like playing games every once in a while. You know, I've beat the Batman games, I've beat uh, <laughs> Tomb Raider and other games. Uh, you know, Shadow of Mordor, that stuff, you know, but this game, I have been playing it for ever since it came out, but not consistently because I don't have that time, but 
I've been playing it since it came out. I haven't gotten past this level. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's Shoot like, dang. it is, it's real hard. And so uh, I just finally realized something cool about it. So if, the deal is you have to fight real humans, right? Mm-hmm. Which are in the game, especially on this island, they're all just badass samurai guys and ninja anyway. So you're already at a disadvantage. But then there are demons every once in a while. So you'll come across these guys that look like sort of like zombies and they've got weapons on them. (laughs) And then you'll come across another dude that'll look like a dead samurai guy. Isn't it based off of um, like an actual person? There was. Yeah, it's I don't know the story. Yeah, yeah, totally. Matt Alt worked on the game. He's like one of the yokai historians that I know. And uh, so he's he was the first person to tell me about it. He's like, hey, there's a beta for this game, which technically speaking, I played that exact map on the beta and couldn't get past like, the, <laughs> I couldn't get past like the third bend you know like going up this path Ugh, just I am terrible at the game I'm getting better because I just discovered that with the armor that I got from pre-ordering the game plus I like the big heavy weapons mm-hmm. that technically made my character's accessory weight too much oh. and it was preventing me from regaining my stamina my mm. key as it's called in the game so mm-hmm. <laughs> really good a discovery. On <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but it was really uh, eye-opening to learn that that was the problem because now I can actually yeah. play the game. I'm actually looking forward to the boss fight, whereas before nice. it was like, "Yep, he just hits me once and I'm dead." <laughs> but a really, really cool game. It's just not easy. <laughs> it's not what I would call a normal difficulty game. Uh, I don't really like to play games that kick my ass so hard, but it's <laughs> because it's got yokai in it. That's a why it's related to the kaiju cast, yeah. and B. I interviewed Matt Alt at one point for the kaiju cast, and C. I just really enjoy yokai. So excellent, cool. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. <laughs> so yeah. far, I've only seen some giant oni, and they have really, really just whomped me pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's the game I've been playing. Check this segue out. A game set in Japan, feudal Japan, but we're not in the feudal era. We're in the modern era. And my modern friend Gretchen Brooks went to Japan recently, and I would love to talk to you about your tr- your recent trip to Japan. Yeah. So uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your experience, because this was not your first trip to Japan. No, I um, have been to Japan for like I I lived there. It was 20 years ago at this point. So that was it's changed a lot. It's definitely changed a lot since then. Uh, the neighborhood I lived in in Shibuya, like, is now a shopping center area. But it, it was, it was, I, I could kind of find it. And I was like, I, this is where I kind of lived. And I was showing my kiddo. But yeah, it, uh, that was, there was so much cool stuff we saw. I mean, we, I did that. I showed my kiddo the things that we had that, that, like, I showed my kiddo, like, the touristy stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. we went to Tokyo Disney Sea for a day. Great we, choice, great was, choice. We, over, of course, like instead of going to see Tokyo Disneyland, we were like, well, we've been to Disney World, we've been to Disneyland, and it's pretty much the same thing except for it's everybody's in spoken Japanese. So Disney Sea is like its own entity. It has it's made by the Oriental Trading Company, I think is what owns it. Hmm. I I read recently there's an article about it talking about how that sounds like a made up company for a movie. No, not Oriental, <laughs> no Oriental Holdings or something like that. But it's it's an I'd owned by a different company. I still hold my ground on that. That totally right. sounds made up. I know, I know. I, I but I read an article recently. <laughs> Whatever you say, Walt right? Disney. <laughs> but it's still Disney's property, so they're able to have some leeway with like how it looks. That's why there's that whole Shandu and Sinbad thing. 
I thought that was awesome. Which was amazing. It was like, it's a small world. It was kind of like the better. Pirates of the Caribbean. It was, it's a small world, but better right. than it's a small world. <laughs> With a cute tiger that like helps Sinbad capture bad guys. Who doesn't love a good Sinbad story? Yeah, it was so cute. I mean, it was a cartoon, so it doesn't evoke like the stop motion thing carousel. from Ray Harryhausen, but yeah. Yeah, did you ride the double-decker carousel? I did not. That was so cool. It, it was super, super windy day um, when we were there. So, and it was the week before um, Shoah. So it was, that was the kind of perfect time, I guess. It was a nice, perfect remedy of like getting to see places that were really touristy because people were going to be there next week for Shoah. What's Shoah? Um, Golden Week. Oh, Golden Week, yes. Yeah. So it's, that's, that was their big holiday that was coming up. Yes. Golden Week is a big deal. Man, stuff gets really cheap at 7 Eleven, just saying. <laughs> but stores close, right? Like a lot Some of places of, shut lot of down. Places yeah. Closes. Like, um, not like entertainment places. One of the things we didn't get to go to and we really want to go to was Puro Land, like the Sanrio Land. Oh, okay. Oh. It was really far oh, yeah. from where we were at. So we we're in Suganami, which is like the other side of Shibuya. Um, it, so it's pretty on the edge but there. Still it's still in a, Tokyo. It's in Tokyo. It's a neighborhood, like a little annex, little neighborhood or ward or wada or whatever. <laughs> wada. Like the sure, Suganami yeah, yeah. wada. Sure. We'll go with ward. Yes. Ward. Yeah. But the, but so you're in Tokyo proper, but this Sanrio land was, was far away. It was far, the, like the other side of Tokyo. Oh, like okay. An hour and a half out. And I was oh, like, hell no. We're not getting on that train. Yeah, we did that for Mount Takao. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. I'm glad we did it. But uh, yeah, it was a long, long way out there. I did learn a lot of lessons about um, riding subways. Yeah? Yeah, that you commuter hours expect expect the stereotype of it being so insanely packed. Mm-hmm. Like, so packed that if you fainted, you would still be staying straight up because... There's nowhere to fall. That's right. I think <laughs> they really say enough. that's why you can sleep on the train in Japan. <laughs> I would. Not, I don't know about that. I mean, so this guy pulled the the security or the like the station people that work the the station handlers. They they come out with white gloves and they have this like bar and they press the bar in and the doors close. You know what's funny is I wow, told scary. all the people on the Kaiju Cast trip about that, but we didn't see it once. Really? Yeah. I we just I think I timed it well so we weren't in like extreme Meter rush times. hours. Yeah. But yes, I remember that from when I was a kid living there in 87. Holy <laughs> smokes, man. Yeah. That that first moment of getting off of the Narita Express after leaving the airport, you're transported into this into Shinjuku station and it was five o'clock in the evening and it was insane and also 100 degrees in there what the hell (laughs) your stations are hot shinjuku is like already shinjuku is a shinjuku and i have a bad relationship well it's like 17 platforms i can understand why you could get lost (laughs) well that's only 17 on like the jr right like so there's like jr the marinochi line which we wrote a lot and then the The odaku line like basically every line goes through shinjuku station Mm, the private lines the public lines and the jr lines like pretty much everyone lost yeah it's an overstatement i know but Honestly, that's how it feels. And so I've been lost in that station twice. And so this last two years, I was like, I'm going to make this station my biatch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, once I figured out, like, it took me a moment to figure out that that when we were going certain directions that we were looking for certain markers on, on the map, like... We were, if we were going to our neighborhood, like our neighborhood station was called Ko, um, uh, Higashi Koenji. 
And so we were trying to, anytime we were looking for going to Higashi Koenji, we would look for the line that was like, um, it was like a Oraka or something like that it was a neighborhood that was past us. And that was like the stop. That was the last stop on the Marinochi line. Like we would stop, like we knew that was where we we're going to be getting off at. And there was no other line in our neighborhood other than the Marinochi line. Yeah. So that made it easy to kind of like navigate that area. Yeah. When Lady Kyle and I stayed in Ota, which mm-hmm. was in 2016, about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, we basically, there was only one line that we could take, I think, going from that neighborhood. But we basically just took that to Shibuya and then changed to a different right. train. Yeah. That's what we did for everywhere. Other than uh, yeah, yeah. like, you know, other than going to Kichijoji. Like you guys were there for a week, right? Yeah. Just a week. Cool. But. I mean, when we saw Studio Ghibli, we, I mean, that place is amazing. So amazing. Well, I want to talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do that, though, mm-hmm. so you're somewhat of a new voice to the Kaiju cast. So people know you just they might only know you from what they've heard on the show. You are less of a Kaiju fan like up top and more of a Japan fan up top. I'm more of a, right? I'm more of a horror Japanese horror fan. Sure. Like, um, I, but you love Japan. I do love specifically. Japan. Specifically. And I love you have a, the folklore, the horror, the, all that. That's, the culture too, right? The culture is yeah. cool. So when Gretchen goes to Japan, I don't, I don't go, you have to go to all these Godzilla things <laughs> and all these shops to see all these Godzilla stuff. Cause I know that she's going to go and have an amazing time doing whatever the hell she wants. <laughs> I didn't get to see any Godzilla stuff. <laughs> I saw Ultraman. He was selling cell phones. That yes. was cool. <laughs> well, hang on a second. You were in Shin- uh, you were in Shinjuku and you didn't get to see the Godzilla hotel? I didn't. I was on I was oh, on Fire man. Street and then I went to like Harajuku. Yeah, I know. I was like <laughs> You were like right there. I know. <laughs> I got lost. Dude, I, I am so good at finding that hotel now. Like the yeah. last time I went, I that ended That hotel up, was not there 20 years ago, people. That's true. That is definitely true. <laughs> but uh, I, dude, I, Shinjuku 20 years ago, I can't even imagine what that looks like, like how different that would look it now. W- it was, I could, I had nothing look the same. Yeah. I, I could pretend like I was all, hey, this is, you know, no. Yeah. It, it was totally different yeah i wouldn't even know like how that looked because i lived there when i was 13 and i i mean i couldn't tell you what shinjuku was like at all yeah yeah i don't think i spent any time there really (laughs) anyway so what else did you do you we were going to talk about this ghibli museum yeah so I'm, i'm sure everybody's heard that you can't you can't take any photos inside of ghibli they're they are so strict they're so strict that they are people like watching you and walking around, like circling you. And there's a ton of people in there. They, when they sell, they sell the tickets like month in advance and they release a certain amount per day. And it is a, a bunch of people at yeah. each time stamp per day. I've seen a ton of people go through that. Yeah, yeah. It was really busy when we were there. Um, and I was kind of surprised considering the other experiences we had had where things weren't as busy because mm-hmm. of it not being a, like a holiday week. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the you see the outside um a lot of photographs there is like the Nazuko the Wind robots um right the, mm-hmm. those and then Castle the, in the Sky right Castle in the Sky oh right no yeah. are they I thought that was Nazuko my bad um oh well I can see how you would mix that up but they they look similar to the Nazuko robots is in the beginning the but it's actually from Castle in the Sky yeah. oh okay thank you <laughs> these guys. I actually have them on my socks She's right my now. Socks. Those guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This castle in the sky, yeah. Hey, Rachel, you know what? You should totally go to the Ghibli Museum sometime. So, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I would love to. They have these little film, like you get a, your ticket is a, like a, a film 
uh, like, like a, a film cell, film cell, and then you can use oh it inside of different displays. Oh. You can look inside of Howl's Moving Castle and see people inside. That's you amazing. could there's a um, uh, the cat bus has it's it's so comfortable. Oh, it's exactly what you expect that's the cat amazing. bus to feel like. It's yeah. like fuzzy, and then oh. but it's like not the seats aren't bumpy. Yeah. They have a fleshy quality to wow. them. It is so, so cool. cool. I want to be in there so bad. I um I have a little Clancy got me a little cat bus that looks like a I call it my kitten bus because Aww. I also already have a I have a big like a really big stuffed cat bus that I bought at a convention one time. And so now I have like so they do short Studio Ghibli did shorts. At one point, and I don't know if you got to see. I saw a short. You see some shorts. I saw I know, one. You only get to see one. The, oh, okay, there's a May in the kitten bus short. Oh yeah, and but this is the, the card of it. Kyle yeah, just handed me. yeah, totally. And so I that was the only thing. Bus. That was the oh only thing gosh. in the gift shop wow. that I could find that had the kitten bus wow. stuff on it. Oh, so cute. That's I didn't amazing. see the kitten bus wow. movie. Mine was something different. What was your short? Mine was a story hey. about a. Um, a water spider and a water glider that fell in love. Oh, um, cool. And nice. it was like they were bringing each other air bubbles and food. Uh, and it was really cute. And it was a really sweet story. People don't clap in Japan. No, that's oh. true. They don't. <laughs> that's true. They're very respectful in the theater. I was theater. really surprised. Yeah, I'd be like laughing like so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, like <laughs> stupid American, go sit down. Uh, well, yeah, and then they down. cram you all in there um, to see the yeah. movie. Oh. I sat on stairs that were so short that my oh. chin, my like, my knees were to my chin. And I'm all, <laughs> no, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I really want to watch this movie. Oh, it was so, I was like, my body oh. is like screaming to get up and then uh, I'm just but I'm like I have to watch this film yeah. you didn't know they show that every like 15 minutes right well and I thought that what I said I could come back they were like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh because you came in late uh, uh, well I guess no? I got in the line late oh, I yeah, didn't yeah. even realize there were people were queuing up until they started queuing up yeah I shouldn't say late that makes me sound like a jerk when I say that I mean like no just mean like because what it is it's enough. like a big pen they, yeah. they, a whole bunch of people fill up this gotcha. pen basically and then they yeah. open the doors and they let everybody out of mm. the other entrance that works like in sheep. the theater and they let you guys in but everybody's yes. respectfully single filed unless they're mm. foreigners I've discovered <laughs> I did I mean other foreigners yeah. didn't follow the rules I mean right. it is what it is Yeah. I mean I'm a foreigner and sure. I had moments going where am I supposed to be? Standing? Get your seats up front, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I was all, uh, I know you walk on the left side. That's, yeah. that was the rules. And like you follow the rules in the subway where you walk on the subway properly. Um, mm. Where else do we go? We oh, dude, the- you walk in the left side in Tokyo up the, up the stairs or up the escalators, right? You, yeah. you stand on the left yeah, side stand. as you go up. Okay. Or you walk on the right. Yeah. Except in okay. Osaka. In Osaka, it's backwards. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, seriously. No, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Osaka, oh, you crazy oh, shitty you. you silly Osaka. Well, one thing that happened to us when we were in um, Harajuku, we went to the Kawaii Monster Cafe. Mm-hmm. And uh, good times. It was good times. We met <laughs> Candy. She walked up and she said, I'm Candy. <laughs> and I was like, You got to describe what the... Yukso Kakui. And I was like, oh, arigato. <laughs> what does kakui mean? It means cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, nobody ever said that to me. <laughs> oh, I was okay. a real big hit with like the young people and uh, the old yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
Yes. Kawaii Monster Cafe. I don't think the listeners know what that is because it's nuts. We ha- I haven't, uh, I mean, we went, Lady Kyle and I went in 2016, but we didn't really talk about it on the show. Really? Yeah. So it's a, it's a cafe. themed cafe experience and yeah. everything is like it's- psychedelically colored and lit. And it's like, there's crazy, like, you know, the fiberglass sculptures at McDonald's for the kids playland. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if somebody goes, I want to make an entire restaurant made of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like giant strawberries and melting, and melting candies and well, just everything. It's by a, an it's artist crazy. I figured out. Oh, yeah. It's like it's some couture artist's um, vision for a cafe. I love mm. it. And it kind of has that almost clockwork orange because it, the area we sat in was called the milk um, cup or something like that. Okay. Um, there's different different sections, sections yes. Like they all have different ours had themes. a giant um, unicorn being fed by a bottle hanging from the ceiling <laughs> that was lit up into a straw into its mouth. It was it was nuts. And they do this dance, but there was a bunch of like these bros from California that um, got a lot more attention, and so <laughs> they brought them up on the stage to do the little like cross dance. Yeah. Do you remember the little hand dance that you had to do? Did you have to do it on the stage? Yeah. So hang on, let's back up. So it, in addition to it being this crazy visual experience, this crazy sculptures everywhere and three I hot mean, girls that are dressed up in like yeah, there's crazy like, outfits. It's like a maid cafe in they're a like sense. They're like decora um Lolitas almost. If yes, maybe they're like, what I'm putting down. Yeah, yeah. Decora. So but uh so if you're not familiar with those terms, Lolita is a fashion term for that originated in Japan or something yeah, like that? Yeah, um, it's based on a like Victorian aesthetic. Okay, so they're like monsterish Lolita themed maids for Decora Lolitas. Okay, so but they're they they don't serve you. Well, our served us. Really? Oh, maybe I thought the ours Kandi, just like sort of like she walked to hang us out with in because oh. we were cockley. Yeah, yeah, you're cool. You, cool. <laughs> I get it. I get it. We got stuck in the corner with a strawberry table. All right, rude. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, but in addition to there being all this stuff and the just being so visually uh, stimulating, yeah. they put on a live show, which is essentially like music pumping out of speakers. And a little mm-hmm. carousel thing in the middle yeah. of the whole restaurant. And the girls, the maid girls, uh, the Kakui girls, because they're cool. Uh, <laughs> they stand up on the on this thing and they dance around and they have a routine they perform basically for <laughs> you. It's pretty fun. It's fun. And then yeah. sometimes they bring people up. I have a picture of me with them where I'm making like, you know monster you know I, I, I had my kiddos picture taken with them um you paid like five dollars for this like candy that candy sold us um and she was like this is a photo op well she explained it in like that way she was like pointing at things and i was like oh uh, photo op got <laughs> photo it op, gotcha so it was like after the show was Sashin. over i was like ah, ah. and then um, got my kiddo up on the stage and like mo stands up on the stage and they do like several different like photos with him um mm-hmm. at different positions nice. it was cool like he was like can i sit on the things and they were like yes <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah i did not get up on the carousel thing at all i just wanted cool. to be i just wanted to be down on the ground you know <laughs> and they sort of like came around me and it was it was fun yeah that was it was a real blast and 
Honestly, it's just one of those weird Japan things. And they do burlesque now. Yes, I just saw that oh, on, on their Thursday nights. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm doing next time I come back. Right. I guess. I don't know. It'd be really interesting really to see looks. how. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it would seem really interesting Japan's take on burlesque, right? Oh, because, God, I they'll like, get buck naked or something. I don't think they would. I think, in fact, <laughs> yeah. they'd probably have more clothes on than a burlesque. burlesque show. <laughs> we shall see. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out next time I go. I have a million plans to go back to Japan, obviously. I'm going back, just saying. Yeah, with I'm adults. going back. Yeah, adults are fun. <laughs> adults are fun adults to go with, fun. for sure. Yeah. The kiddo was awesome, and he really enjoyed himself. But there are things I was like, I need to, an adult to go with me. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I like had one lovely night where my kiddo was like not feeling it anymore. And I, so I went and got him Mossberger. And then I was like, I'm going to go sit in this bar downstairs. Like there was like a, a, like a little izakaya like a few blocks down. And I ended up sitting in this izakaya like drinking um, mm-hmm. chuhais and eating like cow heart. <laughs> 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 and like different skewers but i was oh, soon discovered one was one was heart he's like toki doki and i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah i ate some weird stuff over there <laughs> should we have a contest oh no, i'm sure you ate more weird stuff than i did I, I, okay also there was like when i went there i was told there was like a potato crisis of some sort that there was no, that there was a certain potato famine. Uh, I I don't know. Oh, the potato famine. Sure. Right? Like <laughs> sure. in Ireland. Yeah. But no, so they were, there was having a potato shortage due to like weather. Okay. So apparently some potatoes that were for, supposed to come up from Hokkaido didn't come up. Something to that effect. So things supposedly that were more expensive that had potato in them. Everything has potato in it. They do like to add potatoes. They love potato. It's in croquettes. It was in everything. I I was shocked at how many desserts were potato based. That was surprising. Did you have any potato yakitori? Um, No, I had a (laughs) potato croquette though. Okay. That was surprising because I thought, I was like, croquette, sweet. It's going to be like pork or beef or chicken. It was potato. It was potato. (laughs) So you didn't do any kaiju related stuff there. What did you. Did you? What was the? Oh, next I forgot best? to tell you what was about the escalator thing. Oh, so the reason why I talked about the Kawaii Cafe. Okay, is there? They have single file escalators in this place. So the Kawaii Cafe is like the Monster Kawaii Cafe is on the top floor of this place in in Harajuku, and then it's like a shopping center that has floors on each side, mm-hmm. and there's single file escalators that connect each floor. Well, my kiddo and I, we just come off of our off our floor or on the third floor waiting to go onto the escalator. And I see this like Obachan coming out of the makeup shop. Grandmother. Grandma. And she's like comes out. And then I realize she's got like a large group with her. And I'm like, I'm, I grab my kid and I'm like, Totomate kurasai. Like, oh, hang on a second. And they stop and bow to us each as they ascend or descend the escalator and like, Gomendasai. And bow. <laughs> Gomendasai. And bow, and we're like, hi, hi, and we're bowing, and hi, arigato, <laughs> hi, <laughs> and then like, it was the cutest thing, it was like eight old ladies that were I, like leaving this cosmetics place, and it took a really long time to get to the bottom floor. I just like how they each, in turn, were like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Right, you know? they were so cute. <laughs> so polite. So cute. That's awesome. Uh, what was the coolest thing that you did there, would you um, say? The Meiji Shrine. Really? I... I love that place. So the Meiji Shrine is in an area of Tokyo called Yoyogi Park. Yeah. And it's a really, I don't know how old, but I know it's a very old shrine. And it is Shinto 
mm-hmm. right? Shinto Shrine, and it's big. It's well, it's under construction right now. Oh. Um, they had a lot of um, uh, drapes up that were covering the construction, but they were showing they were photographic drapes, mm-hmm. and so they showed what the what the finished product is going to look like oh, when cool. they finished the. <laughs> Japan. It was really neat. <laughs> and cool. we happened to be there when there was a wedding and it was the beginning of show a week. And so that was a big deal. Like there, this couple was getting married and I happened to have my snapticals. They were, and I was videotaping this wedding procession as they, as they turned the corner because it was really, really slow. I felt so hard for those, that bride. Snapticals like, for the listener are <laughs> Snapchat glasses <laughs> that have video. <laughs> that I'm assuming you did not wear in the Ghibli Museum? No, I did not. You're I so well-behaved. Such, such a, a good guy, Gene. I am. I am. I was really respectful of the rules. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm sure Japan appreciates <laughs> yes, that. Yes, I, I really was. I mean, to the point of where I was making sure that we were not taking up too much space and like trying to not be pushy and always like wait our turn and uh, like... Restaurants we ordered appropriately where you yell ahead of time. That was freaking me out at first. Because, you know, like in the United States, we're all, we wait very patiently until our waitress comes to wait on us. And in Japan, you're like, sumimasen. And then you tell them what you want. And then they're like, arigato. And then they bring your food and that's it. That's all. That's your interaction. My favorites are the buttons you press on the tables. Oh, nice. You press a button and you hear it go ping bong somewhere else. And then they come out and they say, what would you like? And you just like, <laughs> more of everything. Right. All of these things. <laughs> What was the best thing you ate there? Cocoa curry. Cocoa curry. All right. So yes. Japanese style curry. Well, did have you my, have ramen there? Um, I did have ramen one night. Okay. It was a lonely bowl of ramen. My, I had several. <laughs> when Lady <laughs> Kyle and I went, her stomach was bothering her. So I had several uh, boring ramen nights myself. Did you? Yeah. Yep. The Nobody talked to you. I mean, nobody wants to talk to you. And that's kind of, that was kind of what was cool about Japan is that, I had people that approached me. I had got, I got hit on once, and that was pretty funny. But it was by this guy who made sure I knew that he was Korean. I don't know why. He's like, I'm Korean, and I it's was like, important. I was like, okay, dude, <laughs> it's solid. I was like, I'm American. He's like, I thought so. Right on. I was like, cool. <laughs> what and does this, that say about you? Right. I'm like, do I have a flag on me somewhere? <laughs> American. I'm American. But no, the cocoa curry was, I had mine with cheese and egg and the pickled ginger. And nice. It was so good. And with pork tonkotsu. Awesome. Oh, oh man. Good. <laughs> it oh, was man. so good. <laughs> I love me some pork tonkotsu, just saying. Well, I can't wait to go back. I'm sure you feel the same. I'm, I'm going to go back. Two years, I'm thinking. Yes. If not sooner. Nice. Very cool. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure we could keep talking about Japan forever, <laughs> but I did want to cover some news. So before we jump into the news, why don't we play uh, a little track from how about Godzilla versus the smog monster? Yeah. Cadomium, Namari, you sang of she 
くなって、のもやまもだまちまった。地球の上に誰も誰もいなけりゃ泣くこともできない。Is a special movie bulletin. Monsters from all corners of the galaxy are converging on Tokyo, driven by some mysterious desire to smash, destroy, crush, and terrify. Those damn monsters have got us beat. Watch Godzilla vs. the Cosmic Monster, part of Sci-Fi Channel's exclusive coverage of Tokyo Under Siege. It started with Godzilla tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news: The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. So, not too much to cover here for the Kaiju Cast news segment.、Uh, specifically, I did want to mention that some new actors have been added to the Godzilla 2, aka Godzilla King of the Monsters. Actually, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that?、Uh, 
it's cool that Godzilla Two is being named Godzilla King of the Monsters. No, Man, that's lame. I, I think hate it's it when they super lame. Names. No, that's just like when they titled the new Xbox the Xbox One. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> not the, Come on, not the first Xbox. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. like, no, anyway, regardless of the name, yeah, you know, plenty of time to change that legendary. Just yeah, saying, get on it. Legendary. Not that no. difficult to come I up with know. a cool title. You Seriously. could do Godzilla something of When's something. When's this one slotted yeah. to come in? Hey, let's just off the cuff. Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Monster of monsters. Godzilla. Friends with Pigmon. <laughs> Godzilla. Eater of sandwiches. <laughs> anyway, uh, regardless of the name of the movie, uh, the actor who plays Tywin Lannister has been cast for Godzilla, if you did not know who that is. Tywin Lannister on Game of Thrones, he is the oh. the father of the dwarf. Oh, okay. How about that? Okay. Yeah. He's, he's the he's main... He's a jerk. Yeah, he is. I've jerk. seen. Uh, yeah, so his name is Charles Dance, and he has joined the cast of Godzilla. Oh, he's a good bad to... guy. Yeah, he should be a good bad guy. It'd be hilarious if he played somebody fun, though, right? Oh, anyway, geez. But yeah, so he has joined the cast along with, let's just go over who they are, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, mm. Vera Farmiga from The Conjuring, Kyle Chandler from Bloodline and Manchester by the Sea, and Aisha Hines from Under the Dome. Sally Hawkins and Ken Watanabe have both decided to come back and reprise their roles from the first film, which is cool to give it a little continuity. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this movie. Um, I'm this not going to. This is the 2020 release, is it? No, this one should be next year, 2018. Okay. Yeah. I remember reading something about 2020. 2020 release. is King Kong versus Godzilla, or right. probably it will be Godzilla versus King Kong. Right. Yeah. So we'll have to worry about that later. But yeah, right now, right now, let's worry about this next Godzilla movie. No, I just I want to be positive about it. You yeah. know, I feel like. I feel like in general, I've had to deal with so much negativity in recent months, just in general, just in life. There's so much negativity. Sure. And uh, I was pretty negative. I still am pretty negative about the legendary picture. So instead of being negative, I'm just going to choose to be like, hey, you know what? Hopefully it's good. Hopefully we get a good Godzilla movie. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, We don't really have too much other stuff to cover. It's sort of a bummer in terms of news. But Yoshimitsu Bano, the director of Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster, passed away recently. And uh, so a lot of people have sort of been showing their tributes on Facebook. And uh, it is a a bit of a sad situation that he died. If you didn't know this, he is basically the reason that Legendary Pictures came out with their Godzilla movie. Is he really? He was shopping a Godzilla vs. Hedra sequel. To be released in IMAX Please let in that 3D. Happen. <laughs> I love Hedera. <laughs> Ooh, hey, I don't know if you just heard, but the guy who was doing that just died. <laughs> That's Yoshimitsu Bano. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, can it so, not be like somebody saying, take on that project? Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> Martin, let's get Martin on that project. Martin. Anyway, so he was shopping that around trying to get somebody to help produce it for like IMAX screens. And Legendary Pictures was like, Ooh, we're interested. And here's where I'm inserting some of my, uh, you know, this is what I assume <laughs> happened. And I don't have any, you know, inside information here. But I assume Legendary went, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. Hey, you know what would be cool if we don't do that and we do a different Godzilla movie? Would you still like to be considered to be, like, executive producer of this? And so, yeah, he got he has some producer credit on Godzilla huh. 2014 because of that. So 
If you don't like Smog Monster, that's okay. I don't have anything against people who don't like Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. I think it's a great, unique, weird entry into, weird. The, into the series. Um, I think Yoshimitsu Bano did some cool stuff, but you have to give him credit for helping us see this modern boom of kaiju films. Okay. So there you go. Except, Gretchen, you don't have to do that at all because you don't really don't consider them kaiju films. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe. <laughs> Some fairy just died. And in other news, we have some really great information for you if you have been on the edge of your seat waiting to hear about when Shin Godzilla is going to be released here on DVD and Blu-ray in the United States. So on May 15th, earlier this month, Shin Godzilla was added to Funimation's website. Currently, there's only really one place to buy this right now or pre-order it because it's going to be released on August 1st, 2017. The retail price is $34.98 on their website. It's listed as $26.24. I'm assuming that these are going to be available on Amazon, etc. So hopefully you can get it where you would normally buy your home media. A couple of things of note, though. It does actually list both English and Japanese as the languages. So I'm wondering if that means that we are getting a dub of Shin Godzilla. And if we are getting a dub, how detailed is that dub? Because I could see it taking a really long time to actually complete if they were to do like all of the side comments and periphery audio that you hear in the movie. In addition, of course, there are English subtitles. There are special features as well. All that it lists on the website is uh, trailers and something called Godzilla versus the Nerds interview. I don't know anything about that necessarily, but I think Matt Frank was involved. Anyway, so I'll have a link in the show notes where you can go to Funimation's website and you can pre-order it there yourself. I am probably going to be waiting a little while to make sure it doesn't get added to Amazon. Uh, and if it doesn't, I will absolutely get it from Funimation's website. That's pretty much it for the news. I did want to move along to some catastrophic events. If you listened to the last episode and you're listening to this very soon after its release... You will know that Famous Monsters of Filmland is doing a convention in Dallas, Texas, and they are bringing, which is of note to KaijuCast listeners, director of Attack on Titan and special effects director of Shin Godzilla, Shinji Higuchi, and the cinematographer for Shin Godzilla and Attack on Titan, both one and two, Keiichi Sakurai. They will both be there. Cool. They're doing some really cool stuff. If Actually, if you haven't listened to it, go check out episode 202 where we talked to Ed and George from the convention and uh, everything they've got going on that weekend. It sounds like it's going to be awesome. Uh, but we are going to move along to the next catastrophic event. June 30th through July 2nd, Days of the Dead in Indianapolis, Indiana, has added suit actor and Godzilla actor Sutomo Kitagawa, in addition to having the original Godzilla, Haruo Nakajima there, uh, sounds like it's going to be awesome. We know that Nakajima has had some health issues recently, so hopefully he will still be on for that convention. He just had to cancel an appearance at Mad Monster Party, which is happening this weekend. Hmm. Uh, but apparently his health is improving, so hopefully he will be able to attend Days of the Dead. Cool. Keep an eye on Celebrity Icon's Facebook page if you want to keep abreast of the information of these appearances, because they're the guys who are bringing them over. Who next up is G-Fest, which is happening July 14th through the 16th, 2017 in Rosemont, Illinois, basically Chicago. I am very excited. This is the 24th G-Fest. Wow. Have you been to all of them? No, my okay. God, no. Oh, my God. I know people who have, though. Wow. Yeah. Nerds. 
I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to one. I'm, I would like to go to one eventually. You've only been to one, right, Rachel? Yeah, I've only been to one. Yeah. 2009. Yeah, 2009. The first mm. year I went back to G-Fest after yes. a 10-year gap. And I saw you there but didn't talk to you. And I, I didn't see them there because I had no idea who they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kept waiting to be with Brian before I'd talk to you because I hadn't actually listened to any Kaiju cast and he had. <laughs> and I'm sure the listeners like, never hey, get tired of hearing that story. My boyfriend. This <laughs> to your show. G-Fest has what looks like an amazing lineup this year. They are bringing composer for Godzilla X Megaguirus and Godzilla X Mechagodzilla and Tokyo SOS. Michiru Oshima will be there. Artist extraordinaire and like amazing, amazing artist. Yuji Kaida will be there. Also, we just talked about him being at the Famous Monsters Convention. Shinji Higuchi is going to be at G-Fest this year. Cool. Also, suit actor Ryuki Kitaoka will be at the show. Uh, I get to actually interview him in one of the panels. Oh, rad. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's Saturday. I'm not sure. I will probably post all the details on the KaijuCast website in the show notes for this episode. Also, they added a couple of new people as well. Kazuhiro Nakagawa, who is the guy who wrote and directed Day of the Kaiju. If you are not familiar with it, don't feel bad. I actually haven't really seen it. It's not so much of a kaiju film as far as I'm aware. It's super cool. Is it cool, though? Because I'm I'm looking forward to watching it eventually. It's 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 on the list. It's on the short list, Uh, especially in the short list now that he's been added as a guest to G-Fest. In addition to Nakagawa-san, they're bringing Kiyotaka Taguchi, who is a crazy cool director who's been doing a lot of new stuff, some of the Ultraman Orb episodes, Ultraman mm. X, some nice. of the awesome Ultra stuff coming out of Japan, basically. And he's he's a longtime fan turned director, essentially. Sweet. I also get to interview him. Cool. Super excited about that. Also, Robert Scott Field, as usual, will be at the show helping out and being awesome. Uh, they're also going to have a special presenter. Tony Isabella, who uh, was an editor and writer at Marvel Comics, and I think he loves giant monster movies. Mm. So, yeah, there you have it for G-Fest, 2017's G-Fest. I'm looking forward to that. If you are going to G-Fest, don't forget we will be having a listener party at some point. So keep an eye on the KaijuCast Facebook page to find out more information when we finally put that stuff up. I haven't even bought my flight to G-Fest yet. Uh-oh. Yeah, mm. I need to do that soon, soon, soon. Still a couple more events to talk about from August 26th through August 27th in Pasadena, California. Japan World Heroes is going to be happening. They are bringing, they are bringing Ben Furuya and Noburo Kaneko, mm. who was the lead from Gal Ranger, and uh, he was also in Tokyo SOS. Cool. So they'll be at that show as guests in addition to a whole bunch of other Power Rangery people and really cool guests, and that should be a lot of fun. I'm really thinking about going down there for that show. I think it could swing that. Nice. Uh, in addition to that, Grand Rapids Comic Con, October 20th through the 22nd, is bringing Haruo Nakajima and Tsutomo Kitagawa to the show. So, lots of opportunities for you guys to get out there and meet these actors and really cool people who are going to be appearing in America. Uh, please don't forget to turn in your Daikaiju discussion homework. If you would like to send in your thoughts, questions, and reviews on Cloverfield, please do so before may 26th so not too much longer but really looking forward to checking that out it's another kaiju movie that's not a kaiju movie right yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that one all right well i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up i'm probably forgetting to say a lot of things but uh rachel gretchen thanks so much for being here thank you 
Hey, let's go get some cool ramen. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll leave you with a song. I don't even know what I'm going to play yet, but if you find the KaijuCast through iTunes or some other podcast directory, please point your web browser to kaijucast.com where you can see everything that we are about. Every episode is online. The schedule for the Daikaiju discussions is up there. It's just a really cool website, man. I've been curating it for like seven years. So anyway, <laughs> go check that out. Also connect with us on our social media stuff, uh, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, etc. Also, if you're not subscribing to the Kaiju Cast, I think I should remind people to do that. So subscribe, you know, go to your iTunes, go to your podcatcher and click the subscribe button so you get us automatically. Uh, anyway, like I said, we're going to play one more track before we leave. Now, Clancy actually had requested to hear the Ultra 7 cover done by Sepultura on, I think, their most recent album. So that is what we are going to play. And we'll see you for the next episode. Jamata. Johnny.